And it could have been a little wider for some of us, but hallelujah, we can at least get down through there. We're glad about that. I think it'll make it a little bit easier getting in and out. People sit on the ends glad for it. But we want to turn to 2 Kings 20 and verse 1. Praise the Lord. Be sure and be here tonight. Prayer at 6 o'clock and 6.30. Of course, choir will be singing, Holy Ghost moving. Praise the Lord. Verse 1, 2 Kings 20. In those days was Hezekiah sick unto death. And the prophet Isaiah, the son of Amos, came to him and said unto him, Thus saith the Lord, Set thine house in order, for thou shalt die and not live. Then he turned his face to the wall and prayed unto the Lord, saying, I beseech thee, O Lord, remember now how I have walked before thee in truth, and with a perfect heart have done that which is good in thy sight. And Hezekiah wept sore. And it came to pass, before Isaiah was gone out into the middle court, that the word of the Lord came to him, saying, Turn again, and tell Hezekiah the captain of my people, Thus saith the Lord, the God of David thy father, I have heard thy prayer, I have seen thy tears. Behold, I will heal thee. On the third day thou shalt go up unto the house of the Lord. And everybody say, Praise the Lord. Bless you, you may be seated. I want to preach for just a few minutes on this thought, You can change your destiny. You can change your destiny. The Bible declares that we were all born in sin and shaped in iniquity. And because of this, all of us are faced with the single most important, weighty, and far-reaching choice and decision of our lives. And which road are you going to travel? You see, God has a plan for your life, and the devil has a plan for your life. The Bible says that there's a broad road that leads to destruction and there's a straight and a narrow way that leads to eternal life. I've made up my mind I want the straight and the narrow way. i made up my mind that God, I want to be saved no matter what I got to do, whatever I got to give up, whatever's got to happen in my life, that Lord, I want to be saved above everything. And you see, the, the good news is it is our choice. But because of this sinful condition and nature that you're born in, all of us are headed for death, hell, and judgment before the Almighty God. But you can change your destiny. Jesus said you must be born again of the water and of the Spirit or you cannot enter the kingdom of God. I say, you don't have to go to the lake of fire. But he said if you'll be born again, if you'll repent, if you'll get baptized in Jesus' name, if you'll receive the Holy Ghost experience, talking in tongues, he said, you don't have to go that way, that you can change your destiny. You can listen to every preacher, give their personal interpretation of the Bible, or you can just read the Word of God and see what it says. Jesus said, except you repent, you shall all likewise perish. We've got to understand this nature that we've got is not good. The best person you know has flaws and problems and sin in their life. But when you come to Him and the blood of Jesus Christ comes and covers you, you are a new creature in Christ Jesus, and you have changed your destiny, and you're not on your way to a devil's hell anymore. I've come with good news today. <laughs> I say, there's a lot of churches kind of preaching negative news. You can't get the Holy Ghost talking in tongues anymore. There's not healing anymore. There's not joy anymore. There's not peace anymore. There's a lot of churches trying to tell you that you just got to hold on. But I tell you what I believe. Mark 16 and 16 says, Go ye into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved. But he that believeth not shall be damned. And these signs shall 
shall follow them that believe. In my name they shall cast out devils. They shall speak with new tongues. They shall take up serpents. And if they drink any deadly thing, it shall not hurt them. They shall lay hands on the sick, and they shall recover. I say we got good news this morning that you can change your destiny. You don't have to stay where you are right now. Praise the Lord. I say your life, your future, your eternity is not left to fate. It's not left to chance. You don't have to call the psychic hotline. Your decisions uh, is going to determine your destiny. You have that this morning. If you're not happy about something in your life, uh, you can make up your mind, I'm going to do whatever I've got to do to change that situation. And the most important decision is, are you ready to meet the Lord Jesus Christ? Uh, is everything right in your heart? Uh, is your sins been washed away? Uh, have you taken on the name of Jesus? Uh, oh, God, you can change your destiny this morning it's truth or consequences and I'm not talking about a game Jesus said he that is not with me is against me so that means no to say I'm not going to make a decision is a decision to say I, I'm, I'm not going to choose you have made a choice we need to understand that this world has a date with destiny and it is on a collision course with the judgments of a holy righteous God I'm happy to tell you this morning that he is a God of love and a God of mercy and no matter what you did last night or last week or ten years ago he's got his arms wide open this morning saying come unto me all ye that are heavy laden and I will give you rest I say he'll wash every sin away. He'll take away the heartache and the pain of your life. I love telling you that part. But I've got to tell you, though, he's going to come a day, he's going to be our judge. And the same one that's got his arms wide open this morning is going to be behind the judge's desk there. And he's going to open up the book, and he's going to see if your name is written in the Lamb's book of life. And he's going to see if you have obeyed the word of the Lord. And on that day, there will be no, there will be no mercy on that day. It's either you was in the book or you wasn't in the book. And you ought to make up your mind, I'm not going to leave here this morning without my destiny being I'm going to be saved no matter what I got to do and no matter what's got to happen. A lot of sinners and backsliders of our day seem to be laughing and partying and having a good time and, and trying to tell you that, hey, this is what life is really all about. Uh, they think they're getting away with their sin. But Galatians 6 and verse 7 says this, Be not deceived. God is not mocked. For whatsoever a man soweth, that shall he also reap. For he that soweth to his flesh shall of the flesh reap corruption. But he that soweth to the Spirit shall of the Spirit reap life everlasting. It's your choice this morning. It's your decision. It's your life to live, but you're going to pay the consequences. I urge you. I plead with you. I even beg you. Make sure you're right with God. You can change your destiny. Never been a wreck like there's going to be when this world runs into the judgment of God. The Bible says, be sure your sins will find you out. I say it a lot, and I, I do believe in it. God gives you a space to repent, usually. He gives you a time. Even if you're living for him, if you sin, he's going to give you a time generally that he'll let you try to get that right. But after a while, it's going to come out because anything that's hid is going to be made manifest to the world. Your sins are going to find you out. And the Bible says the wages of sin is death. There is no other consequence if there's sin in your life. Death, that's separation from God. That's forever being cast out of the presence of God. Oh, I don't want to be lost after having felt all the Holy Ghost that I have felt. I don't want to be lost 
lost after having heard all the preaching that I've heard in my life. Oh, I don't want to be lost after having felt the love of God so many times in my life. But you're going to have to deal with the sin problem. I say, you're going to have to deal with it. A lot of people want to act like the ostrich, you know, to stick your head in the sand and just hope nobody will notice. Every thought you've ever had, the Lord knows. Every place you've ever been, the Lord knows. You know, if you was going to go to court tomorrow and you was guilty of the crime and you had an opportunity today to destroy the evidence before you went to court, wouldn't you want to do it? You know, I, I, I believe I'd want to do it. But you know what? Better than just destroying the evidence, the Bible says we're justified. Justified is it's if you never had done it. Not just I got somehow to where they kept the evidence and I destroyed it, but it's like I never did it anymore. In the sight of the Lord, I've never drank one drop of liquor. In the sight of the Lord, I've never cursed one time. In the sight of the Lord, I've never had a bad attitude. I say I've been covered in the blood. I'm justified. I'm sanctified. I'm glad I got the Holy Ghost in fire living inside of me. Glad one day I changed my destiny. I'm glad I understood one day I was going the wrong way. But Hezekiah, when you read this little story, it says he was sick unto death. And the prophet Isaiah came to him and said, Thus saith the Lord, set thy house in order, you're going to die. It don't get much plainer than that, does it? You know, actually, that's a wonderful thing. Wish the Lord would tell me when I was going to die so I'd make sure of time to search my heart. Man, I'd like to get that warning of a day ahead of time that tomorrow you're checking out of here. Now, I mean, I guarantee you I'd pray till he came. But you see, he came and said, you're going to die. The Lord said you're going to die. But Hezekiah, the Bible says in verse 2, that he turned his face to the wall and he began to pray. Even though the Lord said I was going to die, he said, I'm going to try to change my destiny. I'm going to call upon the name of the Lord. I don't know what situation you're in right now. I don't know what the doctors told you or your family has told you or anybody has told you that this is final, that there's no help. You need to turn to the wall of the Lord and say, Lord, I'm crying out to you today that, God, i got to have some help. I don't want to face this situation. I don't want to go through this problem. And, God, I'm coming to you because you can change your destiny. I've always been amazed at actually what Hezekiah got to say. He said, remember now, Lord, how I have walked before thee in truth and with a perfect heart. He's not testifying that in church. He's telling the Lord that. What an awesome testimony Hezekiah could say. Lord, you know I have loved you. You know I have walked in truth. You know I have had a perfect heart. I wonder if we really could tell the Lord that today. If something bad was to come in our life, could we come with confidence to the house of the Lord and say, oh God, you know I've lived for you. You know I've given you everything I could. You know I've held nothing back. Oh, what a testimony this man had. And the Almighty God heard his cry. I want you to know today that he's listening for a cry. He said, is there anybody that needs something from me today? Is there anybody lost that wants to be saved? Is there anybody hurting that needs some comfort? Is there anybody sick that needs to be healed? Call upon me. You can change your destiny. My wife's mother graduated from college when she was 40 years old, the year before my wife did. She made up her mind she wanted to change. 
and she wanted to get a, a, a profession. She wanted to do something else. If in the natural, somebody can do that. Because, you see, we have that ability to say, look, I'm tired of living like this. That what have I got to do? What can take place in my life? Is it even possible? Is it reasonable? And she began to go back to class, and it took her years of going part-time. But she made up a goal in her mind that I want to do something different, and I want to do something better in my life. And if you can do that in the natural, I promise you, you can do it in the spiritual. I don't care where you have been or how deep in sin you have been. The Almighty God is reaching out to you today, and he's saying, I love you as much as I love anybody else. And there's nothing you've done that I haven't already seen. And all I want you to do is come and say, God, have mercy upon me. God just wants some honesty. He just wants honesty. You know, we try to deceive ourselves and try to tell everybody else how we're doing right or why something happened. But all the time, the Lord sees my motive. The Lord sees my real heart. And the real truth of the matter is when I really get a hold of God, you know, when I do it with a broken and a contrite spirit, when I'm not trying to defend myself, when I'm not trying to say, God, the reason I did this was because what happened down here. But when I just come to him and say, God, I was wrong. God, I sinned. God, I made a mistake. God. God, could you have mercy upon me? That's when God responds. Not when I'm trying to defend myself. Not when I'm trying to lift myself up. But when I come to him and say, God, have mercy upon me. Because you say you can change your destiny. Anybody here can make up their mind. See, that's what repentance really is. Repentance is just a change. It's about face. Repentance is, yeah, I love to see people weep and cry. But I'm going to tell you. I woke up, and I know I've told you many times, but there's some visitors here, praise the Lord. I woke up that Saturday morning, April the 18th, 1981. I had been to church that night. I hadn't prayed. I hadn't felt anything. But when I woke up that morning, uh, there was something inside of me that said, I'm tired of living like I'm living. I'm tired of being in the state of mind that I'm in. And I'm going to tell you, I didn't cry one tear. I didn't shed a tear. I went to church early that night, and I walked up to Brother Husband in the prayer room, and I said, Brother Husband, would y'all pray for me? I can't live like this anymore. You see, repentance is an attitude. Repentance is a change of heart. Repentance is turning around. I'm not wanting to cry crocodile tears. I'm not just sorry for getting caught. But oh God, I want to change. I want to change my destiny. I want to change my life. I want to be what you want me to be. Aren't you glad that you can do that? Aren't you glad you don't have to have a certain last name to be saved? Aren't you glad that you don't have to have a certain amount of money or you can't enter the kingdom of God? Aren't you glad you don't have to have a certain type education or color of skin or anything that it just said, Him that cometh to me, I will in no wise cast out. He said, if you'll just come to me, I won't turn you away. I won't toss you aside. I won't beat you over the head. I'll just reach out and love you. And it's a, I don't understand the amazing love of God. I don't understand. While we were yet sinners, God died for us. Not seeing us here on Sunday morning dressed about the best we dress all week. He wasn't seeing us loving us today. He was loving us when some of us were laying at home on the couch, uh, stoned out of our mind. He was loving us when some of us uh, was puking our guts out in an alley somewhere. He was loving us when you was committing all kind of immoral and ungodly sins. I'm saying he was loving you when your life was all messed up and it was in turmoil. 
because he loves you with everything that he's got. And he did that that you might be able to make your own decision that you might have it in your hands God's not going to make you live for him but he's saying if you want to live for me there's not enough devils in hell there's not enough problems in life there's not enough things that can come against you he said no man can pluck you out of the father's hand he said for I am persuaded that neither death nor life nor angels nor principalities nor powers nor things present nor things to come nor height nor death nor any other creature can separate you from the love of God what an awesome God that I serve today why wouldn't anybody want to live for God why wouldn't anybody want to lay down at night with a clean conscience? Why wouldn't anybody want to get up in the morning knowing that everything was right in your heart? Why wouldn't anybody want to drive down the road knowing there's drunk drivers that, God, if something happens to me, I'm on my way to heaven? Why wouldn't anybody want to live like that? But you see, one touch of the Master's hand. He healed my body. He touched my mind. <laughs> oh, he touched my mind, folks. Uh, he'd like to touch somebody's mind right now. Some people are thinking, I couldn't live the way y'all live. I couldn't act the way you live. I promise you, you let him touch your mind. It's not a hardship living like this. It's not a drudgery living like this. I say, I enjoy holiness. I enjoy separation from the world. I enjoy coming to the house of the Lord. But you see, it's in your hands. It's in your hands. When you stand before God, it's not going to do to tell all the bad things that happened in your life why you couldn't live for Him. You see, it's not what other people do to me. It's how I react to what they do to me. That's what I'm going to be judged on. That's what you're going to be judged on. It's not going to be able to say, well, because most of us, compared to the rest of the world, we live like kings. I said nearly everybody in here, compared to most of the world, we live in houses, and we eat good food, and we have air conditioning and heating, and we have plenty of clothes to wear, and yet we're not thankful for that so much of the time, because we have grown up in this, and God's given us a choice. Sometimes I think maybe it was easier to live for God, maybe when it was a depression, when everybody had to trust the Lord and they had to call upon the Lord but now God has blessed us and he said is there anybody even though I have blessed you you still want to praise me you still want to love me you're still not ashamed of me you're still glad to come to the house of the Lord you're still glad to do everything you ought to do won't you all come on if I had a needle here and I had a serum that would cure cancer and you was here with cancer would you not come and let me give you that shot if there was even a thought it might help you know why when people sometimes get some of these bad diseases they try experimental things on them because they know we can't do anything with our normal procedures they're going to die if we just do the normal procedures. And so people sign a statement that we won't hold you accountable. That that you can go ahead and try. John Roberts, that man in Shreveport, was only 40 years old, coming down with this bad cancer in his back. And they believe it came from Vietnam when he was serving there as a young man at Agent Orange. They think he contracted that somehow, some kind of terrible cancer in his back. 
But he wanted to live so bad that he agreed to that this experimental stuff. And his wife told me after that he had died that they did terrible things to him and it hurt him. And they, they did all these new drugs and different things. But you see why? He wanted to change his destiny, the natural destiny. He was willing to do whatever it takes. Can I tell you, if you could get a glimpse of the judgment of the Almighty God, you'd be willing to bow your knee today. You'd be willing to say, God, I'm sorry. You'd be willing to say, Lord, would you have mercy upon that. You'd be willing to say God, the way I dress doesn't mean anything. The job I have doesn't mean anything. That God, I just want to be saved. Why don't we stand right now? Don't you bow your heads. Church, would you begin to pray? Everyone, would you begin to pray? Uh, Father, you see everyone that's here this morning and only you know, oh God, where everybody stands. And I'm asking you right now, God, to throw out your rope one more time. Oh God, one more time, I've cast out the lure, Lord. One more time, God. Oh Lord, let somebody's heart be touched. Let somebody be stirred. Let somebody be drawn. Oh God, right now, I lose your drawing spirit. For I understand that no man comes to you except the spirit draws. Come on church. Somebody help me pray. Come on, somebody get in the spirit. Somebody begin to call upon the name of the Lord. Oh, I cannot, I cannot, I cannot, I cannot, I cannot.